0: into our home and our hearts for Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're doctors of psychology and the founders of Soul Shepherding. We offer conversations to help pastors and leaders thrive with Jesus in ministry. That's the point of all our seminars, counseling, retreats, and resources.
1: A great way to get to know Soul Shepherding is through our book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke.
0: Thanks, Christy, for the cup of tea this morning.
1: You're welcome. Got to get you rehydrated. You were out there running this morning.
0: Yeah, I went out for a 15-mile run.
1: Oh, my word.
0: (laughs) I haven't run that far since uh, the Boston Marathon in 2014.
1: What inspired you?
0: I wanted to run away from my problems. (laughs)
1: you and Forrest Gump.
0: (laughs) That's right. Just keep running. Wanted to get that runner's eye.
1: And did you get it?
0: I did. It was awesome. I didn't want to stop. I bet. (laughs) Uh, I run with Jesus is my favorite part about running. And so I spent the whole time praying one verse from the Bible. Mm. So that was uh, almost two hours running around lakes and down uh, forest paths. And it was cold this morning when I started, yeah. 37 degrees. There was frost on the ground, yeah. even, even here in Southern California. Uh, I had my hat on and my, my gloves and got that body heat going.
1: I uh, thought it was cold in bed. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, it's because I left. <laughs> yeah, I got up before the sun and I went out running and I was praying through Psalm 23, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. and I actually didn't get any farther than that in the psalm. Sometimes that happens. You just find a verse and uh, stay with it. And I was particularly praying it with inspiration from our uh, beloved mentor and friend Dallas Willard and his new book, A Life Without Lack. And he, his paraphrase for uh, verse 1 there is, The Lord is my shepherd. He gives me life without lack. And so I prayed that verse over a great variety of needs. Uh, in my life, uh, for us, our ministry, our family, and just different things that the Lord brought to mind many, many situations of opportunity, challenge, and stress. And I just uh, laid that before the Lord with my feeling about the situation and then prayed, uh, The Lord is my shepherd and he gives us life without lack. And so it was a good time. And I definitely felt the Lord's encouragement in that.
1: That's great. And that's a, a helpful way to pray, to take a verse of scripture like that, to use it to jumpstart your prayers. And it sounds like you were able to just really milk it, really take a lot of help from refocusing your mind on that scripture and then having that jumpstart you into other prayers. Is that that right? Even intercessory prayer?
0: Oh, yeah. Lots of intercessory prayers. That was mostly what I was doing. Truly, I would be lost in prayer without scripture. It's so overwhelming, Mm -hmm. all, all the needs that there are. And Sometimes I just feel like I'm at a loss for words, and the words that are needed in given situations seem endless.
1: (laughs) Yeah, honey, I appreciate bringing that up, because that's something I resonate with and feel a lot, too. I feel like I, I know prayer's so important, and I know it's such a privilege, and I think, oh, I'm a fool not to put more priority on it, not to pray more often, and not to pray better. And I can find myself sometimes in a time of prayer recently, you know, on a Sabbath day, I was taking some time in nature, enjoying the beauty of God's creation. You were on a run and I was waiting for you. We'd agreed, you know, to meet back in an hour. And so I had an hour of solitude and silence with the Lord. And I was, ah, you know, I have so much to pray about. There's so much serious Mm -hmm. things to be praying about. And when we got back together to get in the car, I was sharing with you how, I felt like it was a good prayer time, but I was evaluating myself as a prayer mhm, and I was saying that I felt inadequate I felt inadequate as a prayer, and you know oftentimes I do there's times when I 'll have a morning like you did where I'll feel like I was really in step with the Spirit, and the Lord was really guiding my prayers, and I was you know able to maybe make use of a scripture that jump started my prayer or maybe even sometimes a method like you know, the method, probably most of our listeners have heard acts, you know, where you start out with adoring God and then you confess and then you give thanks, you know, and then you make your supplication, your, mm-hmm. your intercessions, your requests. And sometimes that could be really helpful, a really helpful yeah. method to me because it, it will jumpstart me, even that just, you know, and sometimes I'll think of a, a scripture maybe to jumpstart me in each of those. But this was a case where I was really feeling like the time was to be spent mostly in intercession.
0: So, honey, it sounds like you were judging yourself and f- feeling inadequate in your praying. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was. And I was feeling like, oh, man, I, I need to get more training. You know, I need to, mm. I need to get more training. Or what, what are the methods that I've been taught in prayer that I need to, you know, incorporate here? And unfortunately, it, it wasn't helpful to me to be thinking that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, like you said, methods like the axe method uh, can be helpful i uh, certainly praying scripture, like I was saying, but uh, there's a tendency for self-reliance mm-hmm. and uh, maybe even a, a gimmick something to make it work. And so what I'm hearing is that you were pressuring yourself mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering, this is when we were up in Santa Barbara for yeah. a weekend and yeah. we had some days of vacation. Yeah. You know? And so while I was uh, running the beach, you were walking the beach and praying. And so this is when you were starting to turn on yourself and feeling like you're not a good prayer and and putting this expectation to do it better.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and this yeah. like there's huge consequences that I'm failing in this and mm-hmm. especially in the area I think of spiritual warfare. I feel, you know, kind of inadequate and so I was thinking about things I've heard or I've been taught on that and I was struggling a little bit with that too because I was starting to feel like, well, I think if I rely on just saying these certain words or these certain techniques that then I can find myself almost being like superstitious like if I don't yeah. pray this way then I don't have power over evil or something like that and yeah. and I know that's not right either.
0: Yeah, we feel so overwhelmed at the prospect of accomplishing the things that need to be accomplished in prayer and the for needs to be met and so there's a tendency to try to get control, mm-hmm. and that's where the, the methods can be used in ways that aren't the most helpful. Yeah. We're trying to make something happen or trying to, f- yeah. trying to fix something.
1: hmm Yeah. Instead of relying on the power that Christ has given us and participating with that.
0: Yeah. Like in Romans 8, we read that the, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses when we don't know what to pray, and the Spirit himself, Spirit of Jesus, is within us. Interceding for us with groans that are deeper than words.
1: I love that. I, I, that's such a reassurance to me because I think there is this sense into which I can depend upon myself and think it's all up to me doing it just right.
0: Yeah. And I think so often what the mistake I will fall into when I'm feeling inadequate at prayer or putting pressure on myself is I think I need more and better words mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in my intercessions. And when we're praying uh, silently in our intercessions before the Lord, words aren't as important as when we're praying explicitly, like verbally out loud for somebody. And hmm. so the the word thoughts that we would have in quiet aren't as important as when we're actually with somebody. And so I think we overestimate the importance of all those words and we try to conjure them all up. And the real work of prayer in terms of our part is we're responding to this work of the Spirit within us and joining with these intercessions of the Holy Spirit that are deeper than words, deeper than thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's about getting our our intentions of our heart in tune with the Lord.
1: Mm -hmm. See, And so
0: what helps me to pray is to identify a person, see their face, or a situation, name that situation, or... Uh, something I'm praying about. I'll, I'll talk to the Lord a, a little bit about it, but then I'll just lay it before his feet with my heart. And I'll just say, Lord, I'm trusting you with this, your love, your wisdom, your will here. And then I'll just pray the, the Lord is our shepherd, praying for myself or the person I'm praying for about the situation. The Lord is our shepherd and he gives us a life without lack. And that really helps me to put it in the Lord's hands and to not Worry about it, not try to make something happen with that.
1: So that prayer is helpful for you of letting go, of trusting God. It sounds like it's also helpful for you of praying that that God's will will be done.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like the most important thing. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's where the peace and power of the Lord flows into our life is when we are truly submitted to him fully fully devoted and relinquished to the Lord, abandoning outcomes to God, as, as we say in, in our easy yoke training.
1: So uh, part of the fruit of prayer is our being able to enter in to that level of trust and submission to the Lord.
0: Yeah, and that's a wrestling like we were talking about just yesterday with the uh, Jacob story in Genesis and how he wrestled with the angel at night. It's powerful metaphor there of what we all experience in the challenges of our lives and our relationships and opportunities and the the work that we're doing. You know, we all have work that we're doing with the Lord. And if we're walking in the Spirit, then we're going to be overmatched. We have more to do or bigger things to do than our abilities will enable us to uh, in our work and in our relationships. And so we need the Lord.
1: Well, it's really important. I think you should say that again because I tend to think that when I'm overmatched, I'm doing something wrong.
0: Yeah. I think that really the best life is where we're we're stepping out beyond our abilities and we're dependent on the Lord to manifest his presence and his wisdom and his grace power. So, and that's true in our relationships. We have we have conflicts, we have unmet needs, we have hopes and we can't make it the way we want it to be. And so we pray. And Dallas told me, one of the times I was in conversation with him, he said, well, prayer is talking with God about what we're doing together.
1: I love that.
0: It's such, such a simple but deep definition.
1: hmm
0: So I always think about that. It's like, well, if I'm not praying much or with much fervor, then it sort of begs the question, well, what am I doing with the Lord? hmm Because really, prayer is just conversing with God about what's going on in our life and in the, the different projects that we're working on together. Yeah, so, you know, we're not alone. Those of you who are listening, and you might, hopefully, you're relating to us, and I imagine there are times that you feel inadequate in prayer, and so we're saying to you that you're not alone. And there's been a fair amount of research done on prayer, talking about the different ways that people struggle with prayer, and even pastors struggle with prayer. Uh, if you're a pastor, you know that, and we talk to pastors uh, men and women in ministry all the time in soul shepherding, but those of you who aren't pastors might think that well your your pastor is great at prayer, but uh pastors admit that they struggle with prayer too. forty percent of pastors say you know i 'm really not satisfied with my prayer life this is hard hard for me i 'm having trouble finding the time, the energy, the words, and it's such a vast area and maybe the deeper we go in our journey with the Lord, the farther we go, the more we Realize that more is needed, and, and we realize that we do, were struggling, and that we're able to uh, admit that and be humble about it and cry out for help.
1: Yeah, I, maybe it's a good thing to not be satisfied with our prayer life. Yeah, <laughs> because it it keeps us, you know, growing in that. And I mean. Quite honestly, have I ever been satisfied with our communication, Bill, you and I?
0: (laughs) And, you know, most of the time I love that about you, Christy, because you're (laughs) always encouraging uh, for us to talk about things. and
1: More. I want to talk more. uh, (laughs) Can we talk more?
0: (laughs) That's good. It helps to pull me out of (laughs) my work and out of my head and get my relational centers on. And that's where the life's at.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, we love it when our listeners talk to us, too. We love hearing from people on our Soul Talks community when they come towards us with a comment or a question or a communication. That's always a blessing, too.
0: Yeah, we want to give a shout-out to Penny, and in doing so, to encourage all of you to share with us what you'd like us to be talking about on these podcasts or what the Lord is doing in your life as you're listening in with us here. We're just, you're hopefully, you feel like you're right here in our home with Charlie as he's He's here enjoying our podcast, too. Hopefully, he's sensing the warmth of the Lord's presence here, and uh, we're thankful for Penny, who wrote in to us, and she listens to our podcast, and she was particularly appreciating the series that we just completed on rest, and we're talking about identity in Christ and difficulty with slowing down and and, uh, stopping all of our work and busyness and activity to rest and relax and rejoice in the Lord. And she was saying that in particular, she was encouraged by our podcast on Identity in Christ to uh, ask the Lord to help her reveal the lies and the voices that she listens to other than his, which can really lead to a distorted sense of her identity. And that relates to what we're talking about, you know, with feeling inadequate in prayer because in your comments about spiritual warfare, because that's what Satan wants to do is he's a defeater, a discourager. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's uh, the accuser of the brethren and the cistern cistern, I'm not sure that's a (laughs) word, but (laughs) you get the idea. Revelation 12 says that, and he wants to put us down. And when he can discourage us, that's a major way that he can get us to stop praying and and trusting in the Lord, get us to turn in on ourselves and, and feel like, oh, you know, I'm inadequate, I don't have what it takes. And then he's got the upper hand. So she spent some time working on that and found it super helpful. And also glad to have you, Penny, going through the Unforsaken booklet with us as we're heading towards Holy Week, Good Friday and Easter in this Lenten season, and we want a journey with Jesus in the cross. We talked to some friends last night who are listening to our Soul Talks podcast from a year ago that were on Lent, and we went through the whole Unforsaken booklet together, you and I having a Soul Talk each week on a chapter from the uh, booklet in which we're walking in step with Jesus as he goes through the different biblical stations of the cross and doing the meditations on the Gospels, and we were sharing our feelings about that. So, uh, friends, if you haven't tuned in to that podcast series from last year, it's just as good this year as it was last, <laughs> and it will help you going through the journey of realizing and rejoicing in the reality that we are unforsaken. We are accepted and loved, embraced by Jesus and his Abba, and that is the point of the cross. So thankful for that. And
1: yeah, and we heard Bell from our friend, who's a pastor's wife too, who for the first time is using the Unforsaken booklet and doing the Stations of the Cross, and she was saying how it was such a gift to her because she had been really harshly criticized by somebody about something she'd really put a lot into in the church. and it was really helpful to her because when she went to the Unforsaken booklet, opened up to the first station of the cross there, she was able to see Jesus offering to her to bring this criticism and this person who had really hurt her to the foot of his cross. And she found strength there to really receive God's God's grace and then extend forgiveness to this person. And so she was thanking us and I was just so Grateful. It's always exciting when you hear how God's using something, you know, and, and you get to be part of that.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, that's really encouraging because that's that station in particular has ministered so much to me, the, the gospel story of Jesus before Pilate, and he's silent, and, and he doesn't internalize the judgment of the governor mm-hmm. who's accusing him or the people. And Jesus is standing secure mm-hmm. in his father's world and under the smile of his Abba. He is confident, and he doesn't need for people to like him or be impressed with him or even understand the truth about him, because he's really swimming in the ocean of grace there. And so, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, and we
1: all stand before judges of the accuser, like I was in that, that hour of prayer while you were jogging, and I was, you know, the accuser accusing me that, who are you? You say that you're a leader or a teacher, you know, even to pastors, and yet, you know, you're inadequate in prayer, and you're not any good at this, and, you know, you're failing at this, and you need to know more, and you need to do better. I was under an accusation, a judgment there. And you were able to be an ambassador of Christ to me as you listened to me, and you had empathy for me and the feelings of inadequacy and the ways I was judging myself. And you were able to refocus me again on that, no, my prayers are not inadequate, and that God is grateful that I persevered in prayer in that hour and pushed through the feelings of inadequacy and didn't stop because I thought that I didn't have the right method or the right way or the right training or I wasn't effective.
0: Oh, I so admire your persistence and your courage and your vulnerability in that. You know, it's, it's just a joy uh, for all of us whenever we get to be Christ's ambassador, whether mm-hmm. it's to a spouse, a family member, a friend. Or someone that we're ministering to—that's the great honor of life when we get to represent and mediate our Lord. And often it's not so much with our words as it is with our ears and our hearts and our prayers. That's right. It's the the language of empathy and the language of intercession. It's often secret. People don't even necessarily know that we're doing that, but uh, it, it transmits to them and connects them with the Lord. And you well, know, and
1: I didn't miss it. You empathized with me even in this. Today, in this conversation, you've empathized with me, and I've felt and received that. Thank you.
0: Well, the power of empathy comes from Jesus.
1: Well, as we end, let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you taught us much about prayer, and that even as you taught disciples to pray, you didn't use many words. And thank you that you and your spirit do intercede for us and through us. And that you bring us your grace and that you are grateful for when we enter into conversation with you about what we're doing together. And we thank you for the privilege, Lord, of being able to be a part of what you're doing here on earth through us and with us and in spite of us, too. Amen.
0: Thank you for being a part of our soul shepherding community you receive our weekly devotional emails. They're inspiring and free. You can sign up on soulshepherding.org.
1: We love hearing your comment, questions, and requests for podcast topics.
0: It's also a blessing when you share Soul Talks with a friend.